Turn with me to Hebrews 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15. Have you ever given somebody a gift that made them mad? Uh, it may be, uh, you know, it's not probably not wise uh, to buy your wife a gym membership unless it's her idea. Uh, or perhaps uh, you might uh, buy your husband a book that uh, relates all his faults, okay? Uh, we've, we've probably seen or heard about situations like that. Um, the Israelites in the Old Testament, the Scripture tells us that they were giving God a gift, a gift of worship, but that God said he hated their worship. Um, I don't want God to hate my worship, uh, and uh, I'm sure that any who, who genuinely love him, uh, we want God to be pleased with our worship and to be, be honored by our worship. Uh, but the problem was they were going through the motions outwardly. But really their hearts were not engaged. They were thinking about what they were going to do afterwards. Uh, some of them were thinking about a business deal or, or uh, something like that. Others um, were just uh, eager uh, to go and do some kind of oppression. They were going to get out of church and then go oppress their neighbor, you know. Uh, spread a little uh, grief and pain and misery around. Uh, others were pursuing a path of sin. And so in all these ways, the worship that they were offering was hollow to God because God saw the hearts rather than just the outward aspects of their worship. And so uh, in this scripture, uh, we are reminded that God desires our worship. Uh, and worship that is from a genuine heart of praise uh, this ought to be a regular characteristic of our lives. And uh, the title of my message tonight is The Praise That Blesses God. The Praise That Blesses God. Uh, and so let's look at verse 15. It says, Therefore, through him, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. That is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. So just one verse, uh, at the praise that blesses God. What kind of, of praise is he talking about here? Well, praise that blesses God, first of all, is a heartfelt sacrifice. It's a heartfelt sacrifice. Verse 15, he says, Therefore, let us continually offer up to God. This is sacrificial language. Offer up to God a sacrifice. Offer up. Uh, there was a, a, a Hebrew offering in the Old Testament called the whole burnt offering. And the root word for whole burnt offering means to offer up. It's kind of the whole sacrifice that is being offered up to God. They would skin the animal. They would burn the whole sacrifice on the altar to God. And it was a picture of Jesus bearing the wrath of God on the cross, but it was also a picture of wholehearted worship. And it was said that this offering uh, was a sweet smell in the nostrils of God. Uh, this wholehearted praise was what God longed for. And so he gave them a picture of that in this sacrifice. 
But uh, the, the sacrifice of praise, that phrase was actually used in connection with another Hebrew offering called the fellowship offering or the peace offering, uh, depending on what translation you have. And both aspects are uh, there in the fellowship offering, both the sacrificial aspect, but also they would take portions of the fellowship offering and they would cook them and they would eat a fellowship meal uh, with their family in the presence of God. And the idea was that they were fellowshipping with God. They were sitting down to table fellowship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so this, this intimacy, this thought of, of closeness to God that comes when we praise God, uh, that is also present here. Uh, and this, so this heartfelt sacrifice, the sacrifice of praise, we offer up to God, not animals, because Christ has been sacrificed for us, right? No more sacrifices needed to open the way into God's presence. Uh, so we bring the worship aspect of praise to God, and God wants it to be a wholehearted sacrifice to Him. Uh, the people were to uh, enjoy the time and delight in the time in God's presence. They were to delight in their wholehearted offering to God. Uh, so also we are to delight in the presence of God and to worship Him in spirit and in truth. You remember the Samaritan woman, Jesus is talking to her, and she says, well, what mountain uh, should we worship? She's opening the can of, of worms, and is it Mount Gerizim? That's what the Samaritans believe. Or is it Mount uh, Moriah, what the Jews believe? Uh, and so uh, Jesus says the Father is looking for people who will worship Him in spirit and in truth, the outward aspect of this is being replaced by a spiritual aspect. And God wants us to worship and glorify his name in praise that is heartfelt and sincere. Uh, so God looks at our hearts. Now, um, sometimes uh, I heard one preacher, he said, uh, he said he looked out at his congregation one morning and it looked like it was the Dead Sea. Uh, you know, just no excitement, no uh, expressions of, uh, of eagerness or anything. Uh, there have been some people uh, over the years that look like they've been stuck in a bottle of pickle juice. And you look over at them and they've got a frown on their face and they're kind of a scowl and so forth. But guess what? I don't know that person's heart. It could be that person's tired. It could be that person has had a rough week. But God sees their heart. It may be the outside doesn't look too good, but the heart is engaged and ready for worship. So God looks at our hearts. And so, you know, some of us, we all have different personalities. Some of you are more reserved. Others of you are more demonstrative. Um, if you're demonstrative, you tend to probably raise your hand. For Baptists, that's demonstrative, right? Uh, you go to another denomination, that may, may not be considered a demonstrative. But uh, we'll raise our hand or whatever. Others, uh, David Jeremiah talked about going to the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And uh, he said that his wife, who's very reserved, uh, Jim Sifflis said, everybody raise your hands. And she was doing this. <laughs> you know, she just wasn't comfortable with it. And so God, you know, God is not so much concerned with the outward expression of worship. As long as we're sincere before him, he's concerned about our hearts. And so if you're reserved and you're worshiping him genuinely from the heart, God takes delight in that. 
If you're demonstrative and you're worshiping him from the heart, God takes delight in that. Um, and and uh, so, so the heartfelt idea, the heartfelt praise is what God desires. And so, uh, you know, if you, if you get your wife a gift uh, on her birthday and you go, here you go. Right? She's probably not going to appreciate that gift too much, right? If you, have a, if you have a negative look on your face and you're just kind of like, okay, I had to do this. I'm getting it over with. Here you go. You know. Uh, but if you delight in, in giving her that gift, uh, it will be accepted in a lot better way, uh, provided you didn't get her a gym membership, right? So, um, uh, so anyway, so, so God, God cares about the heart with which we come uh, to him. So a heartfelt sacrifice. The praise that blesses God uh, is first a heartfelt sacrifice. Secondly, a determined consistency. Uh, a determined consistency. If you look at verse 15, he says, Let us continually, continually offer up to God uh, through every time, or something along those lines is what the, the original says, uh, through, through every circumstance or every time or something, something along those lines. The idea is that in the good times, we praise his name. In the bad times, we do the same. I think there was a song that said that. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, we continue to praise God in all the seasons of life. A determined consistency. Therefore, because of all that Christ has done for us, let us continually praise him. God wants our life to be a continual act of praise and uh, and he wants us to continually bring words of praise in our prayers in song uh, and in the way that we live our lives in our service for him we can live a life of praise um, to, to, to do uh, praise is to talk about something about who God is right uh, bringing a sacrifice of praise if you praise your kids you know you say well I'm proud of how you did at school today. Uh, you know, uh, you, you worked really hard. Uh, that is praise. Or if you say, hey, that was a great soccer goal you kicked. Uh, what a great job you did. Or you say, hey, that was a great football uh, interception or a, a great touchdown, whatever the case may be. Uh, those are some praises. That, those are sports, sports illustration. But um, with God, we praise him for the things he's done. It may be an answered prayer. It may be the fact that he's been faithful to us through thick and thin. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's amazing to me that uh, God is as faithful to me as he is. I, you know, sometimes I think, you know, God, why do you stick around with me? You know, I, I, I don't quite understand that. But he does. He is there with me. His mercies are there every morning. He is faithful. Um, I, I praise him for his righteousness. Um, the Bible says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they should be filled. And um, there is a desire uh, in my heart to live a righteous life. But you know, I'm imperfect at it, and so are you. But God has a perfect righteousness. And sometimes I think about the righteousness of God, how great he is, and he always does what is right. He always says what is right. He always has the right motives. Um, he always says the right thing at the right time. 
uh, he, he, is, he is perfect in his righteousness. And with all that we see around us, what a refreshing difference that is. I, sometimes I just say, Lord, I, I thank you so much that you're righteous. It's refreshing to me in the midst of all that I see to know that you are righteous, you are perfect, you are just, and you are faithful. And so this determined consistency is a choice we made. We talked about that this morning as well. It's a choice we make to worship God at every season of life. Um, if, if everything were to go wrong tomorrow, can I tell you something? Jesus still saved my soul. <laughs> I can praise him for that until the day I die. Um, one scripture says, in everything give thanks. And I heard somebody say, well, it doesn't say for everything give thanks. It says in everything give thanks. And so you just have to give thanks in the circumstances. You don't necessarily have to thank him for what you don't want. But then I read another scripture that said, give thanks for everything. Why, why can we give thanks for everything? Because God works all things together for our good. The thing itself may not be good. The thing itself may be bad. It may even be wicked. Uh, the, the thing that happens or, or in our circumstance. But God takes that circumstance. And, you know, sometimes I've had to say, Lord, I, I'm not really sure uh, what you're going to do with this. <laughs> but thank you for whatever you're going to do through it. Because that is, I know, is, is your plan and your promise. Um, sometimes he may be giving us rewards for enduring those times. And, but he will definitely work all things for our good. So we, we have a determined consistency. So the praise that blesses God, first of all, is a heartfelt sacrifice. Secondly, is a determined consistency. Thirdly, is an anticipated result. The fruit of lips that confess his name. Um, scripture, in a, in a number of places, talk about the lips. That Jesus said this, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, this, this result. If you love Jesus, praise is going to come out of your mouth. It's the anticipated result. The fruit of lips that confess his name. If you're identifying with Christ, if you love Christ, there will be a desire to praise him in your life. Um, and so uh, this is something the Holy Spirit produces in us. Um, this this attitude of worship doesn't come naturally especially to our old nature. Our old nature doesn't want to worship. Can I tell you something? Sometimes when I get up in the morning, I don't want to worship. I feel bad. You know, I'm not a morning person. I've got, I've got a big old cup of, you know, the, the doctor says, well, you know, you're limited to two cups a day. So I got found the biggest cup I could find. And uh, that way you can have two cups a day. But I, I, I'm just not a morning person. So until I get that coffee going through me and wakes me up a little bit, I just, I, you know, sometimes I struggle but I found that the Holy Spirit can come alongside us and help us with worship. And so sometimes I just tell God, Lord, my heart's not in it. I don't feel good. Uh, sometimes my head is stuffed up because of my allergies. I, Lord, please help me focus on you. Help me worship you. And, uh, and he is good to, to help us with those things. Um, but... Uh, this anticipated result, the fruit of lips that confesses that. God wants to see the fruit of a heart that loves him in our worship. 
If you come and you did like I used to do before I knew Christ, and you sit, I knew I knew that I sung the Baptist hymnal since I was a bed baby, so I knew all the hymns by heart, and uh, I remember singing in church. I didn't I didn't mean anything I was singing. It was just a song. I would sing the song. Didn't really think too much about its meaning. Uh, didn't really matter that much to me what I was singing. It's okay. This is the part where we sing, so I'll sing. Um, oh, the difference when I came to Christ and. When I came to Christ, some of the things I understood, some of the, I still didn't understand some of the terminology and so forth when I first came to Christ. And so some of it was kind of like, it's like singing code, you know, you really don't know what it means, but you're singing it. Uh, but uh, the parts I did understand, I was engaged in because Jesus had changed me and I had a desire to honor him and thank him for what he had done for me. But how it has enriched in my life as I've, as I've grown and I've learned more about the things of God. And you, you read the truths that, that are found in some of these songs that are so, so rich and so good of what Christ has done for us. What an amazing God we serve. Uh, so when I see those things, I, I tell you what, I, uh, I still remember, I talk about this from time to time, but we did the series on redemption years ago. And I went through the different terms of redemption, and I was doing a study on those things. And, and sometimes when I would be reading about that, studying about that in my, in my study, the tears would just begin to flow down my cheeks as I realized the, the, the magnitude of what God had done for me. It was just profound. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I don't have time to get into it, but all the different words for redemption, the different aspects of redemption, and all the things that God had done. And, and but I'd be on shouting ground. What, what would I do? I would th- I'd say, Lord, thank you for what you've done, Lord. I, I'm amazed by this. I'm overwhelmed by this, that you would do this for me. It was the fruit of my heart that had been moved and touched by the Lord as I studied his truth. The anticipated result of God's work in a a human life is the fruit of lips that confess his name. It's the anticipated result. So, the praise that pleases God or blesses God is a heartfelt sacrifice, a determined consistency, an anticipated result, and a delighted description that confess his name. Um, there are numerous names for God. Of course, the greatest name and the name that God himself chose to be known by is the name Yahweh or Jehovah, depending on how you pronounce the Hebrew word. Um, But um, he is El Shaddai. Uh, He is Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Um, he is uh, uh, Jehovah Jireh. Did I say that one yet? <laughs> Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And so, um, throughout Scripture, God reveals Himself in these different circumstances of life. How about this? The Lord, our righteousness. I love that one. Um, and you see, Jesus. Jesus has different names as well. Uh, the, the the name Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, by the way, means Yahweh saves. Um, 
and uh, he is called Lord. He is the the uh, one in charge. And so, so many names. We could go through so many names of God, but um, if you look at the Psalms, you see not necessarily names that maybe people discovered, but names that uh, are used in these songs, in these melodies that praise God. You are Lord, you are my strong tower. Lord, you are my fortress. You are my defense. Uh, Lord, you are a warrior. Yahweh is a man of war. Um, it, all these names of God that reveal aspects of his character. Praise is a delighted description of who God is. It is describing an act, aspect of his character with a heart of worship. Lord, I praise you that you fight my battles, right, as a man of war. God, I praise you that you are my security, that you're my strong tower, that you're my fortress. I praise you, God, that uh, you are with me, that the, the arrow that flies by day, the pestilence that stalks at noonday, uh, can't come near me without your permission. Um, I thank you that you cover me with your feathers and under your wings. I trust. Thank you, Father, for being a protector. Um, and so all of these things, are, are these are ways that we praise God. If you want to learn how to praise, the Psalms are a great place to go. Uh, many of, some of the Psalms are wisdom Psalms that teach, they teach wisdom. But most of the Psalms are songs of praise. And so if you go through, you can pray those Psalms to God as, as part of your quiet time. And it will teach you how to praise God. Uh, because it is a perfect example of what we're supposed to do. Uh, there are all kinds of prayers in the Bible you could also study. But uh, the Psalms are a great place to start. So it's a delighted description. Um, when, you, when you fell in love, and uh, did, did you write love letters? They probably don't do that anymore, right? They got text messages. <laughs> you know, uh, or email or something. Email is probably out of date now. But uh, I remember when I was younger, sometimes you'd write a love letter, right? And, uh, and you'd talk about something you liked about that person or whatever. And uh, uh, basically what you were doing is you were praising that person, right? Same thing is true with our relationship with God. Because we love him, we praise him for the good things he's done. And uh, it is a delighted description of who he is. And you know what I found? The longer I've known Christ, the sweeter he is to me, the more precious he is to me. Uh, as I learn more about who he is, uh, there have been times I've been disillusioned in my Christian walk. And, um, but uh, overall, I can say uh, I'm so impressed with who God is. He is so good. He is so faithful. And... Uh, as we praise him, we express our heart of love for him. This is what he desires. This is what he delights in. And it blesses his heart. Uh, are you practicing regular praise? It could be in prayer. It can be in music, which is one of my favorite things uh, to do. Uh, but are you praising God on a regular basis? If not, tell the Lord tonight, Lord, I want to start doing this. Please fill me with your spirit and teach me how to do this. Go to the Psalms if you need some help, 
and, and set that as a habit in your life, and you will be greatly blessed. You will be edified. You'll be praising God, and he'll be blessed, but you will be blessed, and you will be lifted up as you praise his name. And if you don't know him tonight, uh, then the way you get to know how great he is is to begin a relationship with him. And uh, he calls you to make a decision to turn from your sin in your own way, to follow him and to receive his gift of eternal life. Uh, the scripture says, as many as receive him, that is Jesus, to them he gave the right to be called the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. If you'd like to make that decision tonight, it would be my delight to help you with that. Jesus died for you so that you'd have the opportunity to do that. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, help us to live with an attitude of praise. Help the, the words of our mouths, Lord, to be filled with thanksgiving and praise for you. Help us delight in who you are. Help us to express that to you with a heart of love. And Father, for any who are here tonight who may not know Christ, I pray that tonight would be the night where they would surrender to you and receive the gift of eternal life. And I pray it in Jesus' name.